Welcome to the Third Saturday Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Josh Harper. I'm joined by Cole Carr, co-host, and we're joined by two very special guests. Uh, Googler, twin brother, uh, roommate, Joe, and then a good friend from high school, hometown, Trevor. Uh, we just got back from a trip up to Candy Fork. We'll probably talk about that. We did a little fishing, a little camping out, a little cooking. And that's why you can probably smell us through the computer. <laughs> or the- yeah, if you smell us, we literally just pulled up. Uh, and we're just going to chat it up, talk a little bit about coffee. These guys know way more than I could ever know about coffee and uh, see what's are out there and what's available. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, excited to be on. Trevor, you excited? Or are you just yes, here? Yes, very. Okay. Enjoying <laughs> we'll this coffee some, right now. We'll do some introductions first. Uh, Trevor, you want to just tell us a little bit about yourself, what yeah. you're up to, where you're at in life? Uh, uh, so I met uh, the Harbors in high school. So I guess that's about maybe 10, 12 years ago. And they introduced me to Cole, and uh, I've actually become way closer this last maybe year. But uh, I'm in school at Ole Miss right now, um, an accounting major. Got one more year, and then I will be uh, studying for the CPA, so fun, fun. Yeah, that won't be fun, but. Yeah, and I'm in uh, occupational therapy school at UT Memphis, so that's why we live together. Uh, I got about a year and a half, two left, then I'll graduate. And so, yeah, just living in Cole and Josh. All right, so we brought you here to talk about coffee. Um, I love coffee. Josh, Josh is going to get there one day. I'll, I might sit some of this out. I don't. I don't <laughs> even drink it. I've got water in this cup we, over we here. We got him a, like a Starbucks vanilla shot in the way because he was driving and he was like, "This is horrible." And I was like, "What was wrong with it?" He said, "I said, was it the vanilla? Because I thought you liked." He's like, "No, I like vanilla. It was the coffee aftertaste. I, didn't, <laughs> I hated that." So, um, but yeah, so. Trevor, we'll go with you first, and then we're going to Joe. Um, what is your favorite way to make coffee? Go. Um, if you would have asked me a couple months ago, it would have probably been AeroPress, but I just got a V60 in. Um, Hario makes that, and uh, it's been fun. It's been good. Uh, big learning curve. It's a pretty unforgiving way to make coffee, but right now, if I had to choose, it would probably be probably be the Hario V60. Can you uh, explain, like, what is V60? I don't know what that is at all. So, so it's kind of like a Chemex. Um, you just put it directly over the cup. Uh, you know, the Chemex and the V60 make make pretty close to the same cup. You know, slight differences. And pour, like, basically, pour over Yeah, coffee. it's a pour over. Yeah, sure. yeah. Okay. All right, Joe. Uh, yeah, I like an AeroPress, but uh, me and him disagree on this a little bit. We talk about it. Uh, I like a Chemex. Uh, I think the reason I like a Chemex, I don't know... If it's the taste, it's aesthetically pleasing to look at two cups of coffee sitting in a Chemex. If you've never looked at one, it just looks how coffee should look when you brew it. And I like that aspect of it. I know it's a little weird, but uh, the Chemex would be my favorite right now. Okay, so important coffee question. Um, Because I feel like every kid did this. What was your first, when was your first experience with coffee? And how was it truthfully and honestly? And what, what did you do? Um, I would say my first experience would be um, dad filling the pot up with coffee, you know, as black as you can go. Can't see through it. Um, and it was horrible. I hated it. Um, I kind of made myself drink it for a while. It's an acquired taste for sure. But uh, as I've dove off into this, I can't drink it anymore. I can't drink the, the Folgers, <laughs> Grandpa, fill your green thermos up to the top kind. Yeah. Yeah, for me, uh, I know my grandmother used to make it a lot, and the house would smell like it, but uh, 
I think one day in high school, like I never drank it in like middle school or anything. I just knew I wouldn't like it. High school, we went to Harper Road. It was early one morning. I was like, you know what? Give me coffee. And it's just a diner in our hometown. And that was the worst tasting coffee. Burnt basically like Trevor's dad would make it. And the lady goes, honey, I'm going to bring you a water. And I didn't finish it. But, yeah, now I'm a little finicky with my coffee. Yeah, yeah. All right, my first coffee experience was uh, we were going to South Carolina. Uh, My dad had a work trip. We all went with him. Uh, And they got hotel coffee. And I was like, I want a coffee. I was like eight years old. I was like, I can drink it. Worst thing I ever had. Worst thing I ever had. But I drank it because I thought, I'm an adult. You know, I can drink this. You know, whatever. It was horrible. I I still don't drink it. It, Every time I... What was your first experience? It it felt like every experience is my first experience. (laughs) Like, every time I tried it, I just can't handle the bitter. Spitting his coffee back into my cup at a work event. That is (laughs) his first experience with coffee. (laughs) So, Trevor, here's my question for you. So, I know you grind all your own coffee, and we might get into what grinder stuff you use later. But at what point did you go from just drinking it out of the, you know, a pot or a Keurig pot and then decide to start getting into all these different ways of making coffee? You know, I honestly cannot remember. It hasn't been that long ago. I guess I dove into it, you know, about a year ago. Um, I don't really know what the switch was. I got to kind of reading about some stuff. And it first started out with just grinding my own straight into, like, the pot. And then I started reading more, you know, there's submergent and pour over and just a million different ways. So I just kind of dove into it and it's been fun, but it's been challenging too, frustrating at times. Just I think same question to you. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, I was doing it not in a pot. I always do cure, like a Keurig. Like even still, I don't just drink like multiple cups. Like I don't, can't do a pot or like three or four cups, maybe two a day. And so I got a pour over because uh, I saw it on the internet. And it wasn't a, even a Chemex. It was like a, like a, what is yours? A Bodum pour over. Yeah. I started doing it, and you can tell like a taste difference immediately. And then I just started looking up other ways to make it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, mine was about the same. It was about a year and a half ago, I guess. I was, I think I was at Dirt Cheap, and I saw a, I had heard about a French press, and I had saw it. Well, first I got, I tried I tried pour over, and when you're first trying pour over, as you know, it it, it can go very badly really quick. So I needed something more consistent. So I went with uh, the French press, went and bought it, and that's that's the way I make it every time now. But um, yeah, I don't really know why it happened or how it happened. It just happened. But uh, ever since then, uh, I'm with you on can't can't drink certain certain cups of coffee sure. for sure. So what I know, y'all love Black Rifle coffee. You had some fly down the other day. I know Cole tries different stuff. What? What's your favorite brand of coffee, I guess? And what is that subscription like that you, like, do you get a monthly? Is it a couple bags? And what all, you know, comes with it? Just for people that don't maybe not know at home. Um, so I have two subscriptions right now. Um, I've switched around a couple times. Uh, I've kept my Black Rifle the whole time. They have two different styles. It's a, a regular subscription. Um, you kind of just base it off how much you drink. Um, you can do it every 15 days, every 30 days, every 60 days. Um, and then they also have an exclusive subscription, which is uh, Evan, which is the CEO of Black Rifle. He um, develops, you know, pretty much goes over to other countries, tastes different stuff, plays with the roasting methods, you know, and, and makes this one a single batch, you know, and he won't ever make it again, which he could come back to the recipe and, you know, tweak it for the next time. But it's just a, every month he changes so that's the only month you can get it and uh it's a little more expensive but it's fun to see you know how he does stuff um 
and then I've played around with Good Dudes Coffee, which was started by um, three CrossFitters, uh, Rich Froning, Josh Bridges, and uh, Dan Bailey. It's really good. So I know Joe's tried different kinds too. Yeah, I do the the exclusive with a Black Rifle. It's cool because uh, they'll send you like a brew guide. So with one of theirs, it's like how they would make it. But you don't have to stick to that because everybody brews different ratios, different water amounts, stuff like that. And then uh, they'll tell you where it's from. like So you know the country of origin, when it was harvested, how it was harvested, because there's different ways. You can do them wet and dry, mixed. And uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. They'll send you like a sticker or thing. And it's a micro lot, so they only make enough for the people who are on the subscription. Correct. Yeah, so like if they have 200 members, they only make 200 bags. And so you know it's fresh coffee. Um, and then uh, Ali actually has Atlas, and it's pretty cool. I don't know much about it, but they run it with it's different countries of origin each time and they'll send you a postcard from that country of the farm and whatnot and they do that bi-monthly and then i try to support the memphis coffee shops here uh get a bag a month from there whether it be just espresso beans to try a mocha pot or whatever so which yeah, one's the bit. biggest bang for the buck in your opinion like does the black rifle do you get more or do you feel like you might get more coffee or more benefits with another um Pretty much everything is going to be 12 ounce bags. Um, one thing with Black Rival is you do, if you're a member, you get um, discounts to stores. Um, I know Vortex is a, a member of that. Um, a couple of those guys that are in Black Rifle, they own uh, different companies outside of Black Rifle. So I know those are mm -hmm. subscribed. Uh, there's dog kennels. I mean, there's a big list. So um, yeah, it's pretty cool extra you get and then uh one coffee we both have had recently we really liked we'd like to shout them out was the uh, we're gonna butcher the name is not nagna nagna it's a, uh, it's that's a river a, that's Missouri. a good guess i don't know yeah it's like n-i-a-n it's called niagara <laughs> yeah g-u-a yeah. uh they do micro lots too so they only have three brews they have their house blend which is black water and then they have you've tried what blue, uh, blue springs blue springs and i had fly down uh that sweet they're, hun they're they're hunters and fishers and yeah. so like and deer camp yep. so it's like whatever the season is you know hunting fishing they'll come out with it for a few months and then they'll um do it again the next year so. yeah and they're a christian organization bible verses on the bags so far fly down's been my favorite coffee trevor hadn't tried it yet yeah. but it it's been my favorite cup i'm glad you brought that up uh how much do y'all because i know y'all research a lot not only how to make the coffee but who who you buy from how much does what a company stands for mean for you when you go to buy the product is that something you search out for or on the back end you find out and maybe you think that that's cool yeah go ahead go ahead for me andrew sent me the the hunting one the nagna and we didn't know it till i got the bag in i was like andrew you see the bible verse and we kind of looked about them and i'm going to start ordering from them very regularly because i like that as far as the black rifle they're pro second amendment but they support like a lot of you know, like a uh, proportion of theirs goes to veterans. I might not stand for all the viewpoints of the guys at like my, like Evan and all them, but they do support firefighters, uh, first responders. And so I kind of enjoy that. So I enjoyed that. I knew that on the front end, didn't know it on the front end for the Niagna. Yeah, I'm the same way. I like supporting guys, um, same viewpoints as I do. I mean, it's not a make or break for me. Like I like good coffee no matter what, but it definitely like makes me come back even more. I honestly just get James coffee because it tastes good. I have no idea. I was about to ask you about the James coffee. I'm drinking it right now. Well, no. Actually, I'm drinking the uh, good, good Dudes. You're yeah, what, drinking the... Uh, am I the only one drinking James right now? I'm drinking no, James. both drinking James. What, what all do you have in your cups? We mixed up some coffee before we started. Uh, 
y'all go through what y'all did to each cup and you know how they taste. Give a little review. So I made Joe's cup and Joe made mine and Cole's cup. Um, mine's better, of course, even though I haven't tried it. No, um, I made Joe some good dudes, which is uh, again the CrossFitter. Um, I'm, I do CrossFit, so of course I got to support that. But uh, and the shameless plug of a yeah. CrossFitter. <laughs> yeah, he couldn't go the whole podcast without mentioning it. But um, I made an AeroPress. Um, I'll give my secret recipe. No, um, I grind it on. It's it's a little lower than a medium. Uh, pour it in there, 18 grams. I do 145 grams of water. Let it sit for a minute. Then I stir for 10 seconds. Um, let it sit all the way to two minutes, and then I pour, uh, push it over or turn it over and press. And then I add 145 grams of water on top of that um, at 205 degrees. And that's what I've been rocking with for probably two months or so. Um, it makes a good cut for me, so I haven't really played with it much more. That's yeah, what I did. and I did, a, I did a two cup Chemex. Actually, that beep was my temperature control actually turning off. forgot to turn it off for. But I did a two cup Chemex. Uh, I've learned everything. I've learned how to do a Chemex off of YouTube. And so I just did a 15 to one ratio. It's like 36 grams for the two cups. And then uh, same thing he does is I used his grinder. So it was his V60 setting. So uh, it was a little finicky on that, but uh, put it in there. You wet the filter, of course, first. And then Chemex isn't that bad. You just, in a circular motion, add the water till if it's two cups, just about the brim and it just flows through. You want about a four minute brew time is kind of what you want, four and a half minutes. And that's about perfect. Yeah, so what do you think of, so I did notice, what do you think of the James Coffee first? But it's supposed to have a hint of hazelnut. I don't taste it. I also don't taste it. I would put that on Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be the brew. I had to the other day and I was like, oh, hazelnut. And so I was wondering, but then I just tasted it as a hazelnut. Yeah. No, um, it's good. I like it. Um, Like we said, we're just kind of mixing and matching. So it's... Uh, it's hard. People get used yeah. to their own taste, I would say. For sure. And each coffee, you know... Um, it's going to be a little different than the, the one before. I would say every different type of way coffee is made holds flavor differently. You well, know what I mean? You have so many factors from like the brew chamber. Was it preheated? What temperature the water is? The grind size? The, the flow? Brew. Like it, Tom, it's a lot. Tom's a big one. I, I'm glad y'all bringing up all these technical points. This weekend y'all made it with a jetty bull. <laughs> so you don't get your special temperature controlled. Know what it is when you pour it in and all that. How was that? making the coffee this weekend do you think it changed the taste and if you could go back next time we go on a trip what would you maybe do different go ahead joe uh the only thing i maybe would add to a, a field bag because you know gear on any trip i wouldn't add a scale i wouldn't want to take one i would maybe add a, a temperature gauge uh but we still took our hand we use hand grinders uh trevor recently got a man uh, like a electric electric yeah. grinders yeah. so but we took our grinders grinded it still i would add a maybe to get the temperature to where we wanted it but other than that there's really nothing just guesstimate on all that yeah we usually bring the water to boiling and let it sit for 30 seconds and it's usually between like 195 205 which is kind of the sweet spot for making coffee and uh my cup was pretty good i don't know about joe's but the good thing about aeropress is they have marks on the chamber yeah and so like as far as that you know where the 145 is if you make a cup every day you know exactly where that mark is you get used to it and then for me and our yetis you know the mark of where when you add your second batch of water where it's at you just kind of get used to knowing what a cup looks like so the temperature doesn't matter that much 
it does but <laughs> yeah, in the, it matters um i think whatever we lack in temperature we made up for in view so and plus i mean we were <laughs> drinking it on a kayak yeah so like the atmosphere helped the taste if it wasn't exactly with a waterfall in the background exactly yeah so that that picture of the dam and the waterfall is pretty cool when you're making a cup in the dark with a headlamp and a primitive like jet bull like it's whatever liquid you get out of it for the day it's it's gonna taste good Honestly, enough mine tasted the same so like i didn't make it like it tastes just like this so it was it was pretty good well i made coals and he was just complaining about that cup so i'm not a barista i just, I just can't taste the hazelnut we gotta give joe a hard time a little bit <laughs> yeah um so you've probably had it in every facet i know we've already talked about um, what you like like what's your favorite way to brew it what do you think are some pros and cons of some ways people brew it as far as French press pour over AeroPress. I would say if you don't I like to Joe's gonna say, I'm gonna if you don't like to dedicate time to it, I wouldn't do pour over or espresso. Too finicky. Both pour overs, you do one step wrong. Like y'all's, y'all say you can't taste the hazelnut. It was because the grind size was a little bit off. So I would say AeroPress or French press would be best if you yeah. don't want to be finicky with it. Yeah, if you're just starting out, I would suggest submerging coffee, um, which is AeroPress, French press. Um, How much can you get one of those for? American Press. Really? Um, AeroPress is about $34. You got to buy some filters. Um, is that the brand AeroPress? Yeah. Yeah, they make okay. they make it. Yep. Um, French Press, you can get really cheap, 8 to eight eight to, eight to $15, yeah. depending on what size. And no filter for that. You just it's, throw it out. That's yeah. what I use. Yep. And American Press, you also don't need a filter, but it's a little bit steeper. It's $79, I believe. Now, Allie uses her AeroPress every morning, and it's like a mix between an AeroPress and a French we Press. We said that wrong. American Press, not Aero. Sorry. Yeah, I think it's It's American Press mm -hmm. is the correct name for it. We just call it the American Press. It, those are all good options if you if you don't want to mess up your Chemex or espresso it's still day. a little bit of a learning curve to get the ground size right but once you set it you can literally make cups over and over and over yeah for me it's it's the easiest to be consistent because like I come sure. here in the mornings i grind what i usually grind i put it in there it blooms for 30 seconds i come back th uh, three and a half minutes and it's done for sure so. okay so <clears throat> i'm not going to throw anybody under the bus but here i go there's a little argument going on which my man over here trevor won't even drink one if it's roasted more than a day ago <laughs> uh, uh it seems but these two guys, burr grinders. Cole uses an electric grinder for convenience. It's electric. It's blade. A blade, yeah. Blade and burr grinders. Can you explain why you're on Team Burr and why it makes it a big deal? And Cole, and two you, honestly, Joe's made me a cup of coffee, and you've made me a cup of coffee, and Trevor's made a cup of coffee. A cup of coffee you made me is better than either of the ones they made me. So. Disclaimer. You uh, had French yeah, press, I, like you had French I vanilla put, or French like vanilla. milk in his we coffee. Just made Ours was black. black. Yeah, but okay. we would have de definitely doesn't count. That that, okay, so <laughs> what's up with the burr and what what's different between that and electric? Oh, how long do we have? Uh, yeah. You've got sixty seconds. So uh, yeah, I'm a big proponent for burr grinders. Um, I think actually pre ground coffee would be better than blade. In my opinion, <laughs> so uh, yeah, but um, it's all about consistency. So the uh, water is definitely going to find the uh, path of least resistance, especially on pour over. Might not be as big of a deal for submerging, but uh, that's you know the bird grinder is very consistent, um, and the blade just kind of chops it up. So like everything is going to be different sizes. The burr is going to be pretty consistent on on everything, and it's not it's not even an option for like uh, espresso if you want to do espresso because you couldn't get fine enough. And espresso has to be one hundred. I can't do espresso with my hand grinder, so it just makes it finer. 
No. More consistent. More consistent. All, all the coffee grounds will be the same size, so the water all all, g- all flows through the same but way. It, when you said the same size, like the coffee he made me and what I made them, we use different size. Different like size grinds, size. but all the grinds are the same, same size. size. Okay. So, like, in the same grind, you don't want, like, a big piece and a small piece. You want them all to be small if that's what you pick. Okay, yeah. what's a big piece do? What, like, what will that... Course is what Cole does in a French press. The coarser it is, the, like, the slower it is. The extracts. slower extract. Or the, okay. The f- yeah, it's the slower extracts because French press is a four-minute submersion. <laughs> I believe. And then espresso is the finest, and it's the shortest. Also, we're at 20 minutes. Correct. Yeah. Finished the loaded question we gave you 60 seconds to answer earlier. We decided that we were correct. Coarser settings, course, the coarser it is, the faster the extraction, the slower the extraction, the finer it is, the faster the extraction. Yeah, and uh, what he was saying about like the burr, I don't have like a great grinder or whatever, but I do have a burr. I do find it's a little bit more consistent. Uh, I do like that. I would, I would prefer burr over... Um, like blade any day, but uh, I mean, I guess each their own. I mean, some is about a convenient cup, and some people, you know, or hazelnut. All right, uh, <laughs> we want to get to that. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hey, we'll jump topics. We will not do in the Memphis Eats segment this week because we were on the river, as we maybe mentioned when we we're talking about that jetty bull and making coffee out on the river. We went to a trip just east of Nashville to Canny Fork River. Did a little trout fishing, uh, caught a few bass, and uh, we just want to talk about the trip, talk about the river, and. Uh, suggestions pros and cons of would we suggest anybody going back uh cole what was your initial thoughts of the river day one so here's what we went friday night uh camp out eight and then saturday all day on the river and then sunday morning all day on the river all day on the river uh and then sunday till about nine or ten in the morning we fished so uh what was your initial thoughts uh um, okay so uh, if you've never been kayaking on a river there's this thing called current, uh, <laughs> and you don't have to paddle as much. Well, the dam was closed. Like, it, the, there was no floodgates running, um, which is uh, great for fishing, you know, normally in the mornings. Um, so there's guys catching fish. We we, we hadn't been on the river yet, so we were trying to learn the river as far as where the fish were. And uh, we started paddling. We realized, we look up, and uh, we've only gone like two, three miles. This is six hours in. Yeah, this is <laughs> like good six hours in. And we're talking to some people going by. There's like actually, actually a guy going by. And he's like, yeah, where, y'all t- where y'all taking out at? Or where y- yeah. And I was like, oh, we're this place? It's like, you're like 12 miles away. And <laughs> this is like lunch, right? This is, yeah, this is almost one o'clock. And, but we were counting on the floodgates. And they carried us home. But I won't get into the whole story this early. But it was a very long day. Very hot. But we caught some fish. Um, my morning this morning was way better. Uh, we only fished till 10. I didn't even leave the boat ramp, and I caught double the fish I caught. But it was a good trip. But uh, if I went back, I don't think I would do a run. I think I would just do you know a couple short stuff. But y'all let y'all decide, too. Uh, yeah, uh, I, if we were going to go as far as we did, we might as well have done the whole river and went to the Cumberland. Like, it was, it was only a couple more miles. Like, what, 10 miles left? Yeah, 10 miles left. We got on before daylight, so, like, 5. At the dam. At the dam. And then uh, I thought the river itself, especially the beginning, was real pretty, fishing underneath the dam. Uh, they do have rainbows, browns. It seemed like they had a healthy population. They're doing a good good job with the 
wildlife there. Um, the crows were too many. I don't know which we had more of the crows or the people, that and that scary. was a turnoff for me. It was, it wasn't as secluded as I would like. It was too, I guess, mainstream. But I don't know. I don't know how you felt, Josh or Trevor, but too many people. Yeah, I thought it was a good trip. Um, next time we don't need to put Josh in charge of the mileage markers. Well, but, honestly, uh, honestly, in Josh's defense, the night before, so we had game planned, you know, what places we were going, and then the night before, we're all amped. And well, we'd just been. Let's just do it all. Let's just do it. Yeah. Well, we had just <laughs> been just to the forty miles in one day. <laughs> well, we'd been to the dam and fished that night when we got to camp, yeah. and that that dam was open. That water was flowing good. I thought the whole river would flow like yeah, that. Yeah, because I was trying to get out of the current. It was flowing so fast to yeah. fish. And if the river would have flown like that, I think we could have made. We went about seventeen miles yeah. from the dam, so it goes dam, Happy Hollow, Betty's Island for anybody that might go, and then Stone Walls, double that. So like. The halfway point would have been Betty Island. My suggestion would be put on, fish until the dam opens, get off at Betty Island once it picks up a little bit. But, uh, I I mean, there were stretches where the fishing was good. If we would have slowed down at certain points, once we realized we were behind, we ended up paddling a little too fast. It's very fishable. Like, for fishermen, we ran into a guy with his son this morning. If you get on before, like, at daylight or before, you can fish five hours till about 10 because they don't open the dam. I mean, the, you'll have to check the schedule. They ain't open until 11 a day. You could paddle up and down the river with as little current it is and fish within a mile or two-mile radius, which is what me and Trevor did this morning. We got on some. Guy caught a 20-inch rainbow right beside us. So, like, if you don't want to – if you don't have two cars, uh, you could fish or even walk a two-mile stretch when the river's down and catch fish. Yeah, I agree. We like to give Josh a hard time, but with the current going, like, 12 miles really isn't that much on a kayak, so... I mean, we've been 22 days in a row. Yeah. We've done a 40-day float before. With the current, you don't even... You don't paddle for, for two sure. days. Honestly, I paddled 100 yards today. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, you went right underneath that dam, and you're like, I don't care about... Tw- trout i'm here for the bass and i caught eight like eight fish right off the bat it was great but we caught we well we got probably what between the five of us we had about 25 trout maybe we didn't get our bag limit every day but then we caught some stripers i caught the most bass i caught a crappie (laughs) he caught a brim Brim. we had a sturgeon caught i caught almost every species in the the (laughs) yeah (laughs) all species dundee goes to trevor godwin yeah so i mean we had a good time uh like I said, just too many people on the river for me. Yeah, I agree. It was fun. That, um, that was the most frustrating part was yeah. so many kayakers. Oh, yeah. But it could be the COVID, no school. I mean, yeah. there, there's a lot. Of, they said yeah. uh, no campground around was open except it. So, I mean, that plays into it. That was actually my first time trout fishing, so it was a good experience. Um, they said that they've been working on the dam, so it's not as good as fishing as it used to be, but um, I think they're coming back. So, Well, I know that they said in the past they had had a hatchery there or near it but apparently they don't do the hatcher anymore apparently the the population can sustain itself i guess it's not overfished too much so there's a river north of it where they do have a hatchery so maybe that one would be more stocked Is it was that, o- obey that yeah, guy told us to go try obey river yeah I, i'd be excited to maybe try that since i've got a license yeah, for, at true. the moment yeah, it, I mean, it'd be a little bit. I would think it was forty-five minutes added. I mean, I guess technically we could do both of them in a weekend. You know, stay and then drive to the other. But um, no, nah, I mean, overall, I had a good trip. Everybody's gear. I mean, we didn't have too much gear break. Uh, <laughs> I had a hundred fifty-dollar rod kind of break, so that was <laughs> upsetting. I had a fifty-dollar rod break before we even got halfway there. <laughs> but but when you do trips like this, you got to plan in gear breakage. You know. Lost stuff. I mean, it's just part of the trip. Honestly, my favorite part of the trip was when we went to eat after. 
that restaurant was fantastic. Timber, so Timberloft. If you go yeah, to Caney Ford, that, try yeah. out Timberloft. Yeah, it's, recommend. you have to go all the way to Stonewall, and then it's only like a five-minute drive. If you get out at Belly, Betty's Island, to further drive in your car, might as well paddle the extra six hours, <laughs> have, have the shorter <laughs> then drive Then drive the afterwards. 20 minutes. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. six-hour paddle is way better. And you're so good, anything sounds good. <laughs> we, so walked, we walked in, and she could definitely smell us. She was like, dude, I'm surprised fishing. they let us in. We smelled that put bad. Put us in the back corner. Yeah, they put us in the corner. Yeah, they, they hit us. She yeah. was like, I assume you just got off the river. Like, <laughs> yes, ma'am. We definitely did. We definitely did. What would y'all think about the campsite? I actually liked So there's three campsites around there. Uh, I can't remember the third one's name. There's Long Branch. It's uh, Army Corps of Engineers. Yes. It was closed. It was government. And then the other one, Center Hill Dam Park. It's government. It was closed. But we stayed at uh, Ed- Ed- Edgar Evans. Yeah, Edgar Evans. I thought the campground was nice. Uh, they had some primitive sites. We stayed at one you could just park a camper on. But I thought it was very well kept, and nobody was really too loud. I think that noise was coming out from the lake, if I had to guess. But what did y'all think about the campsite? I thought it was. I thought it was great. I mean, I slept like a baby last night. I mean, I was just tired. From yeah, we had uh, paddled twelve hours a day before, so that probably <laughs> played into it a little bit. Uh, but the but Enos, we Enoed, so it was. You know, we ha- all have experience Enoing, so we kind of know the ins and outs. Um, you can definitely have a bad night's sleep though if you don't know what you're doing in Eno. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have. For what, what you said, the people were up late on the lake, and we could hear them. We, I mean, we got them back the next morning when our alarms went off at four for us to get up, and we didn't make no bones about making. Making noise on the campground, but I thought it was a good campground, uh, well maintained. Uh, I would stay back there. Uh, the deck was pretty cool. You could yeah. park two cars. Honestly, on it. the deck is was our alarm clock the first the first day. So I'm landing my hammock, and uh, I just hear like a little rustling on the deck, which is above us because we're hammocking under it. And uh, I look at my group message, and Joe's texting like, "Hey, somebody, somebody's getting our stuff. I can I can definitely hear him." And I was like, "Why did you whisper a text?" What you said, Joe? Because it was that night. So they was, I, I put whisper up beside. He put whisper. Yeah, you okay. don't yell at dash night. whisper. Gosh, yeah. joke. We were just talking about not waking people up. Okay. Okay. And so I was like, all right, um, I'll get out and go check. And so I walk by Joe's hammock, and he's like, wait. I said, you going with me? He goes, no. <laughs> Hands me his gun. <laughs> and this is what this is what our intruder would have saw: me holding his holster under my arm, a gun in my phone light. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Ended up being a lot of raccoons, but. We got an early jump on the river, which we definitely needed, apparently. What We were up at, like, what, 3.30? It was 3.30. Because we, we, we needed the, the extra the extra hour, extra two hours, whatever it was. Because I mean, we were standing at the, the boat dock pretty much having to wait to get on the water because of daylight laws. Um, yeah, exactly. and, and needing lights on the kayaks if you're out at night. Yeah, yeah. So we made coffee instead. Uh, yeah, we did make coffee that day on the river. Uh, what was it? Space Bear, uh, Black Rifle Coffee, and Good Dudes. Good Dudes. Yeah. So, uh, again, those shameless plugs. Yeah. You know what? Since we kind of made that round back, I'm going to put one of those questions on that people don't like because they don't want to like seclude certain people. Top three of your favorite coffee brands. Go. Top three. Ooh, off, the, like. <laughs> off the wall. I mean, it would go Black Rifle for me, then that Niagara place, and then I like the Atlas I tried of Alley's. Uh, and then this is going to be controversial, but like as a fourth, because I'm going to throw this in there for economic purposes, Matt Cafe's coffee <laughs> of the, like the chain coffee is better than like Folgers or Maxwell House. Matt Cafe or Starbucks. I like Matt Cafe. So better. McDonald's coffee is better than, than a Starbucks. Than anything you can buy in it for a Keurig. Yes, McDonald's coffee it, for it, it hits different, man. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, it's a distance fourth. Like I'm gonna buy, but there's more in there. But what I'm saying is, I would try. It's like Matt Mexican Cafe. food and Taco Bell, but it's definitely not 
Mexican food from a gas station. Like yeah. It's, it's really, it's pretty good. Yeah. I've never had McDonald's coffee, but <laughs> I would also We're say um, Black Rifle is probably still going to be up there, especially since the exclusive Any specific blend? If you're not doing the exclusive, the Coffee Saves has been one of my favorite roasts. Um, I've tried most of theirs, and it's a vintage roast. Um, it's really, really good. Uh, I like Good Dudes, and then, you know, the, the one we've been trying out um, – Still don't know how to say it, but it's also good. <laughs> oh, uh, you, you meant specific roast. Flydown was good, and then I liked Gunship by uh, Black Rifle. I have a bag right now I haven't tried yet, actually. Yeah, Gunship is good, and then um, I don't know. That Space Bear we've had today is pretty good, but it I mean, good. you probably won't be able to get it. Uh, I don't have a top three because I just drink really good coffee. Actually, I haven't tried the other, but... Um, James Coffee, obviously. Night Owl is number one. And then what was the Black Rifle one you got me for my birthday? It was the one he was talking about, Coffee Saves, the Vintage Roast. Okay. It, it's, it, was it was pretty good. good. I thought yeah. it was pretty good. Um, I don't have a third because apparently I just drink How is really uh, good coffee. Did Flydown taste better drinking it the morning after you killed a bird that flew down? Uh, that is the, <laughs> that's the aesthetically pleasing part about getting the the turkey and the fly down roast because that's i mean that's what they hope that someone takes a picture drinking the coffee after they kill a bird so like their mindset of naming it that and when they put it out can i'm sure it happened for multiple people who drank that coffee this year same way with catching a fish after you drank the the blue, blue water the blue springs or whatever it is okay i will say that light roast is by far my favorite of the three there's light really? medium and dark I would go light roast too. I well, like a light roast. It has a lot more flavors coming through. The dark is just kind of, I don't know, just kind of kicks you in the face. Well, yeah. since Joe mentioned Shoot the flop it. and the turkey, we can't go the whole podcast without me- mentioning Isaac's flop this weekend. Yeah, my buddy, the the fifth guy that went with us this weekend, he stayed in Nashville. He lives in Nashville. He fell out of his kayak the first morning. Now this river's water stays at about fifty eight degrees even when the dam's off, but when the dam's on. It could be, you know, a little colder a little than that. chillier. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, this is early morning. It's not even 6 About o'clock yet. 6, yeah. And we're all fishing, standing up, and he's using my second kayak. And I was like, I mean, it's kind of iffy to stand up in. And he loses his balance and just flops out of this kayak. Yeah, you can't do anything but laugh at that point. And he was a good supporter about it. He didn't get mad or anything. He just laughed. But, yeah, I, I looked over and like, I was like, standing in this kayak. You know, <laughs> and I turned around and started, <gasps> he was gone, absolutely gone. But uh, on the trip, you had your first paddleboard experience. You want to go to the pros and cons of that on the trip? How you how you think it goes yeah, on a river? Josh, Josh bought a paddleboard for those who don't know. Uh, it well, it's a it's a yeah stand up paddleboard, but it's a Jackson Superficial, so it's a it's a stand up fishing. It's designed to fish off of like a kayak, but it's just got a lot of water, more empty platform, so it's not got like a sitting deck. You can pretty much walk front to you know back on it. I liked it. It's fishability like when we had once the dam opened we had current until you know halfway between betty's island and um stonewall i think the current just hadn't caught us at that point i think we kind of outfloated it if that makes sense uh and it slows down when you get that lower but the paddling it it was slow it's the slowest kayak i've ever been in in my entire life and that was terrible but if there's current or if you're out on a lake and you're not having to paddle far I mean, that thing's like standing in a bass boat. I mean, I could just turn around, get something out of my crate, didn't have to worry about it toppling over, stand on it sideways, walked out to the front of it. I honestly preferred, and I used a cooler as a seat. You can get different seats for them. I probably will. 
the I would suggest sitting on a Yeti for 12 hours in a day and trying to paddle isn't isn't fun. But you can even like fish from your knees if you're wanting to sight fish, but you like a lower profile and faster moving water. I liked it. I'm still probably going to try to flip it on Facebook Market because uh, I think I underpaid for it. <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed it. I mean, a few of y'all got on it. Did y'all? I mean, other than it being slow, did y'all have any cons with it? I like that. I, I didn't. I didn't paddle it around, but I mean, the fish out of it seemed it seemed nice, very nice. Yeah, I like the stability. It was my first time on a barge, so <laughs> <laughs> first time on a barge as well. I'll leave it at that. It's shorter. Okay, it's a little longer than Coles, but it's the same width as Coles. Yeah. Coles just sits deeper in the water, therefore it's a little faster. Not much faster. This is the slow, second slowest in the fleet now. I mean, I was I was staying back with you. Y- yeah, but you still wouldn't have caught up with them. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been left by them though. I'm gonna leave you next time. Okay. <laughs> Don't just, leave me with that Jackson he, guy again he, he on just, that river. He just called. He just called my kayak, so I'm leaving him next time in the dust. We met the guy. We met a guy on the river who invented Jackson kayaks. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure every kayak on the river he owned at some point. Yeah, I owned that one. I sold it to him, but. Uh, he owned half the kayaks on the lake, apparently. <laughs> um, okay, so we brought you guys on specifically, um, even though we just went on a trip together and we're friends. We brought you on specifically for coffee. Uh, so, and you're our first guest. But we're in the future, I think it would be great. We've been talking about this for probably about a year. I don't know if you know about this yet, Trevor. Uh, we've been talking about doing, we might do this, make it a special episode, uh, a video where Josh blindfolds us. We have different coffees. Not ne- probably the, not necessarily a brand, uh, Keurig maybe, McDonald's, Starbucks, pour over, versus French press. Now we may have to bring in some p- other people to make it, so it's not any of us. Um, if Josh made it, it may all taste the same. <laughs> and so, well, I think y'all could. I think honestly, y'all could make it, and then if I blindfold it and pour it in different cups, you won't be able to tell it apart. I think, but I think Trevor will be able to tell what he made in Aeropress. And what I don't, I don't, I don't think he can. I no, think that's no. the thing. No, no. Well, that'd if be too easy. If I disagree. If, no, Trevor I know knows. you disagree, but if you're blindfolded and I give you four different coffees that are brewed four different ways, as long as it's typically the same brand, like same roast and stuff. Yeah, like like I, all so, light roast or something. So you See, think, that's, think you're that's saying wrong. if we use the same bag of coffee and made it five different ways, you don't think we can tell how each is made? No, I don't think you can well, tell so how. I it's can made. tell you right now because I like right there. I would have said that's definitely pour over because I couldn't I couldn't taste like the flavor I usually get out of a French press at all. But I think if I get just a generic black like just black rifle, just black roast, like black, and then go down to the gas station and get black and mix it in with two other coffees, y'all aren't gonna be able to tell them apart. Oh, if you put Starbucks in front of me, oh my goodness, I can pick I can out Starbucks a from a mile away. It has a specific smell. I can probably a smell taste. it. <laughs> it's Look, different. Starbucks yeah, Mountain Peak it. is the name, it. or pe- uh, I don't know something Peak is. Starbucks house blend, it's trash, and you can smell it from so, forever away. So everything I, at Starbucks is yeah. trash except the nitro. Bruce. Well, we're not getting a st- uh, Starbucks. The uh, ones I could tell you right off the bat without, like, I, it may make some pour over. And the one I could tell right off the bat, Keurig, Starbucks. I know the flavor. Keurig, you it. can, like, chew. Like, yeah, Keurig, you, you can If t- I start like, to chew, it's Keurig, for and sure. French press will give itself away because it has, like, it has more flavor and tastes it, better. And he's it totally does, right. You can get more flavor out of a French press, but it allows grounds through. So you'd be able to, like, taste the grounds in the coffee. So French press would give itself away. I think a better test would be doing a cheaper coffee compared to a higher quality coffee. So you're saying go and buy coffee from places. But something yeah. random. Because, like, Folgers and Maxwell, at this point, we would know what it tastes like. So get something else, like maybe community coffee No, I'm or bold something. enough to say that if y'all, y'all both had Black Rifle Black Coffee, just the 
whatever the black is. If I get the equivalent in Folgers or just something I pick up at Walmart and just mix the beans up and y'all make them the same way. I don't think you can buy Folgers beans, but I don't think it's that either. bad. <laughs> or just pre, I think I can do pre-ground and you wouldn't be able to tell. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I, okay, okay, okay. We're, we're going to sit here for 20 minutes and argue. So, we're going to bring y'all back, maybe in a few episodes, maybe it's next, we don't know. Uh, and we're going to do this challenge. We're going to get coffee in front of us. We're going to blindfold us. And we're going to see if we can do this. I'm definitely going to – I may mix up pour over and AeroPress or something like that, but definitely not going to mix up Starbucks or Folgers. Definitely not going to do that. Um, and I'll definitely be able to taste a better flavor in the French press. So, so what – I have another quick question. I don't know where you were going, but I'm going to cut you off. Um, I was going for the end, but it's fine. <laughs> okay. Well, we're, we're not done yet. i got one more question. Where – in y'all's two's coffee evolution, because it seems like every time I look up, there's an Amazon package at the door for Joe, and I know you're texting Joe all the time about it. Where, what's the next step in your coffee game? Like, where I know you're happy with your V forty or sixty, whatever it is right now. What, what's next? Have you already been? And where do you find your information? Just YouTube, or does Black Rifle send out suggestions, stuff like that, and you go with that? Um, I do a pretty good bit of research on stuff before I buy it. Um, I'm pretty happy with all my equipment. Um, one day I'll probably upgrade my uh espresso machine it's uh it's a pretty good one but you know the sky's there the sky's the limit with those things so pretty or the much, money's the limit yeah i need a job also so <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i'm pretty happy with all my gear so far so oh uh, i like mine i eventually want to get a new grinder uh after that i want to get an espresso machine we didn't even touch notice we didn't touch on espresso that's totally different there's a cup of coffee and then there's espresso that's a Two totally different things. I want to get into espresso, but uh, that'd probably be down the road because espresso machines, I ain't got the bag like Trevor does. So, uh, I've been working on my latte art, so <laughs> I get that cloud down. <laughs> I can do a nice, nice white cloud. Uh, I'm able to fix both our problems. I'm actually looking at a grinder anyway, even though you're down in my blade grinder. So it's whatever. Are you gonna get a burner? Yeah, I looked at a burner. See, there's the there's the answer to the question yeah, out there. They, if he's getting you asked the, the question, well, he gave the answer. Well, see, like I'm not saying the burr was better. What I was just saying is that I'm not gonna hand grind anything. <laughs> um, but no, I looked at nice. I'll talk to you later about it. It's okay, nice. sweet. All right, well, uh, we just want to say thanks for uh, listening this week. We had two very special guests on for the second podcast. Um, yet again, every third Saturday, um, more guests to come, and there'll be more Memphis seats. All right, guys. Peace. Y'all are going to say bye to everybody watching, all four of them. Uh, see <laughs> Thanks for the views. <laughs> <laughs>